Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recapping Thursday Night Football, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And we're recapping the Steelers' 20-16 win over the Titans. Weird, disjointed game. A lot of uh, penalties early on. We had a couple of lengthy injury breaks. Traylon Burks' uh, scary situation had to be carted off late in the game. All, all reports are that he had feeling and movement in all of his extremities, so hopefully he's okay. Uh, Adam, let's talk about what you saw from Titans quarterback Will Levis in his second start. And look, Mike Vrabel is not uh, canvassing fantasy analysts for their opinions on who should be his quarterback, but what do you think about <laughs> how Will Levis has looked so far? Pretty impressed, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it was easy to be impressed in week eight, but I thought even though he only scores 8.7 fantasy points, he throws for 262 yards. And basically, if you give the guy a clean pocket, he's lethal. He makes yeah. some really good throws. He hit Kyle Phillips on a couple of throws that were terrific. Uh, he's looking for DeAndre Hopkins, so I know it was a frustrating game for Hopkins. Four for 60, and credit Joey Porter, the rookie, for doing a pretty good job on him. But 11 targets for Hopkins, it's a no doubt about it. Easy call. You go with Will Levis, especially because you lost. You're building for the future now, mm-hmm. right? So you go with Levis, and I think I wouldn't call him a must-add, but it really wouldn't surprise me because his arm talent is ridiculous. Yeah, Man, it, it, very impressive. It wouldn't surprise me if he had a big finish, so... I actually, I would call him basically a, a must-add in a 12-team league or deeper. Not a must-start, but someone I want because there could be a big finisher with his talent. I did think it was like watching him and Kenny Pickett was such a contrast between how easy Will Levis can generate velocity. Like, he yeah. doesn't have to step into the throws. It's just a flick of the wrist. Whereas, like, Kenny Pickett, if he needs to get behind the ball, he really needs to, like, get behind the ball and drive it. You know, it's like a real distinction there between those two guys. We want to talk about some winners and losers, but before we get there, how are you feeling about this Steelers backfield? We've now had, I think it's three straight games where Najee Harris has outscored Jalen Warren, something he didn't do uh, any of the first five games of the season, I believe. I think he looks okay. You know, obviously Warren is faster. They, They put him in situations where he can get in space and make plays came up a yard, stepped out of bounds a yard short of a touchdown today. But what do you think of this situation? Are they both still just RB3-ish guys? Warren, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the Steelers' offense looks a little bit better, I'd say, with Deontay Johnson back. I don't know yes. if it's a coincidence, but better offense means more touchdown opportunities for Najee Harris. Uh, I think at this point it's pretty clear he's not a great rusher. 
you know, he had a 26 yard carry this game. I, I that was close to a season high. And he's just not gonna. He's just not gonna give you much more than that, right? Yeah. Someone's gonna catch up to him. He's not super involved in the passing game, even though he was in week eight. So I would say he's pretty touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. But he does always come in near the goal line. He takes Warren off the field. So yeah, uh, that play where Warren stepped out, Harris came right, right back in. Exactly. Yeah. I'd sell though. I, this is a great time, I think, to sell Najee Harris. Harris, if anyone's buying, because if he doesn't score, it's gonna be like 10, 11 fantasy points. I think. Yeah. They- they both had, I think it was 15 for Harris, 14 for Warren. So pretty good games. I think that's probably like a reasonable ceiling for, for both of them in any given week. So let's move on to the biggest winners and losers. And I think there's an obvious winner from this one that, that we both agree on. Uh, Deontay Johnson, double-digit yeah. PPR fantasy points in all three games since coming back. And he's the clear alpha guy. And as we sit here right now, I can't tell you the routes that George Pickens ran, but I know Jacob Gibbs on Beyond the Box Score yeah. mentioned that Pickens in week eight ran so I, I think it was like 68% uh, were either go, corner, or post. Yeah, he ran. Matt, he Canada, <laughs> Matt Canada seems to have decided that he either has go route guys or he's got like hitch route guys. And never the twain shall meet. You cannot do both in the Steelers' (laughs) offense. It's actually, that's not entirely fair because I do think Deontay Johnson, his average depth of target is way up so far this season. They they do seem to be throwing the ball to him more downfield. And that combination of him always being open, continuing to earn targets, and getting more downfield looks, I actually think we might be seeing like a version of Deontay Johnson that actually has some upside, which is not something we've really said about him in the past. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, Pickens, it just looks like he's back to being like Western Pennsylvania Gabe Davis. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, bad, had- bad luck today because he couldn't get yes. his foot down uh, for the touchdown. But that would have been another game, two in a row, where if he didn't get a touchdown like he didn't today, you got nothing from him. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And Johnson, three games in a row with 79 or more yards. I wonder the last time that happened. I know this was the first time in over a season and a half that he had a touchdown. Yep. So he was started in fewer leagues than Pickens. That's going to switch. And I have, a, I have a pretty good deal of confidence in Deontay Johnson going forward. Is Pickens just the biggest loser? Yeah. I can't really think of anyone else that would be a loser. I, I would also call, I mean, if you want to go like a bonus winner, I would say Derek Henry is a bonus winner. Mm-hmm. And I just think the offense is better. Uh, I like the way they're creatively using him. You know, his touchdown was really impressive. He got an, he got ankle tackled mm-hmm. by Casey, I believe. And if that didn't happen, then he has one of his signature long touchdown runs, I think. So he's a must start. I, you know, all the talk about selling high and all that. I, I get it. I know where it was coming from, but I think I'm past that. I think Derrick Henry's just a really good, like, top 12-ish. Not top five, top 12-ish running back going forward. Yeah, absolutely. RB1 slash two, but someone who's going to be in your lineup every week moving forward. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow.